Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me, as always, is my fellow hosts, Ariel and Daniel. So today's episode, you didn't even give us a chance to say hi. Like I normally, thought about it. Like I glanced like, at him. Ariel, hello there. Daniel, hello there. And no, it's like Ariel and Daniel. Let's get let's going. going. Sheesh. Hi there. Hi. Okay, now you've said your highs. Let's get going. <laughs> Boom. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by the letter R for resident and E. You tell us to get going, and then you go on this bullshit tangent. And the number... I'm injecting you with the T-virus. Three. Because <laughs> we're talking about Resident Evil episode a three. Which is called what, Aaron? I don't remember what the hell it was called, because I don't remember much from this episode. The light. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The light. I felt like it was very fillery. Anyway. <laughs> you don't get... To put your input in. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, let's get started with a um, plot summary. Summary plot. Plot plot summary. Sum- summary. Sum- do the thing. <laughs> All right. So in this, Jade helps guide a small group of survivors into the channel, but terror awaits. Albert warns Umbrella about Joy's horrific side effects. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, let's talk plot now. So, the then. Our wonderful woman, Evelyn, is being interviewed about our new efforts to improve Umbrella's image, because that's a thing you can do with joy. (laughs) Because of Umbrella's long history of scandals, 
and poor stock performances. <laughs> I'd be more worried about the scandals than the stock performances. So, come to find out she is the daughter of Umbrella's disgraced founder. And she also experienced the Raccoon City incident. So she has a personal drive to rebuild Umbrella. Good luck with that. So Jade rushes home to check on Billy. And Billy is clearly not okay. Though Jade accepts her need to be alone. So she kind of leaves her alone. Dear old dad briefly arrives to check up on Billy. But Jade blocks him. So he instead takes spare blood samples to his lab, which he uses to test on the rat again. Jade then gets an email from Simon, who has downloaded a page from Angel Rubio's website and sent it to her. It details allegations of illegal human experimentation conducted by Umbrella. This includes records recovered by an unknown source, including information on Lisa Trevor. In the lab, Al determines that based on the 72-hour average before the virus completely takes over, he has 52 hours to treat Billy's condition. In the morning, Billy gets up disoriented, but... She really wants to get out of the house. So she bluffs being all better. And at school, she becomes distressed after hypersensitivity to the sound of Simon's skateboard, which she passes off as coming down from the drugs dear old dad gave her. In the evening, Evelyn holds an emergency board meeting regarding Tijuana and Joy. Umbrella is primarily a government contractor but Evelyn wants to shift it towards consumer medication with Joy. Al's thoughts on Joy are very well known with Janet raising those concerns. When asked to refute the rumors Al talks of how Joy can indeed be a miracle drug but it contains a derivative of the T-virus which was itself developed for the U.S. military, and in the event of an overdose, estimated to be equivalent to 20,000 pills, will trigger viral production, mutate the patient, and lead to transmissibility of cannibal disease. Due to the absurdly large requirement for a remotely lethal dose, Evelyn debunks any real concern of an outbreak or in delaying the drug for alteration. Furthermore, a modified joy developed by another team has discovered to have increased mental effects, going from an antidepressant to something that will eliminate anger when exposed to certain visual triggers. After the meeting, Evelyn returns to the lab to give Al the good news that the board has decided in her favor, and thanks to her charm, the FDA will forgo human testing and allow the drug to get on shelves ASAP. The mind-altering effects of the enhanced joy is, to Evelyn, perfect for ensuring a better world. Half-joking, they could end global warming with it. 
Al is still struggling with his research and offers to instead see it from Evelyn's perspective. That if they have a cure already, they can make billions selling it to halt an outbreak. At the school, Billy wanders the cafeteria, but the loud noises of the students scare her off. After lunch, Jade is in class watching Ms. Foster give a lecture on viruses and their symptoms and becomes concerned. While Billy begins suffering from hallucinations that scare her into going home, where she sees herself in the mirror as a bloodied corpse. Jade and Simon talk about getting more notes from Angel after class, but a surprise update to Umbrella's firewall means that can no longer happen until he knows the code, but he is reluctant to do so as the timing is suspicious. Billy briefly returns to school to meet up with Jade and catches her in an argument with Simon. She overreacts and punches both before leaving. Following her home, Jade talks things out with Billy about the webpage, but tries to assure Billy her emotional volatility is only the result of the drugs she's taking. So now let's go into the now plot. As the refugees make their way down the coast, they are, har they are harassed by a drone firing rubber bullets while Baxter's convoy slowly pursues. Jade picks up a boy, Liam, and heads into a warehouse to hide him. Soon, the USS have suppressed the dockyards. Many are wounded and dead, with the survivors ordered to remain on the ground. With no sign of Jade, Baxter orders the USS to continue their search, ignorant of the civilians bleeding out. Inside the warehouse, Jade finds Liam's parents, Mark and Anya, and hides with them. The two plan to smuggle 40-year-old spirits by boat to make a life for themselves, as the presence of alcohol would have prevented them taking the official sanctioned ferry. With no other choices left, the four agree to pay for the channel tunnel route. Jade drives off with the family, headed to Folkestone, where the tunnel entrance is. Mark introduces himself as a Yorkshire man who shielded himself in the ancient walled city of York. But it eventually fell to an outbreak. They arrive at another stretch of coastline where a human trafficker accepts jewelry as payment for transport. The route is dangerous, with three fatalities recorded in the past month, something the gang considered a sign of professionalism. He accepts the payment only with the acquisition of Jade's car. The people are driven out to their planned crossing point in a convoy of vans. Baxter's search takes him to the lead trafficker, who refuses to give any details and insults him and Umbrella. When Baxter notices Jade's car behind the gang, his suspicions are confirmed. During the drive, Jade talks with Anya about each other's lives, with Jade saying how she works for a university, THE university, which intends to reintroduce the old work's knowledge when the pandemic ends. The convoy reaches the French side of the Channel Tunnel, where they intend to offload through a service hatch. They are forced to remain in their cars when they hear liquors nearby. Baxter soon arrives after getting the answer out of the trafficker. He and the USS oper operators made a lot of noise 
and are set upon by the Lickers, who also begin breaking into the refugee convoy, killing several people in the process. The armed traffickers, including Devil Horns, attempt to group back together and escape, but are reduced considerably in number. Finally, the survivors get through a service hatch and leave the USS to deal with the Lickers. The band go through the flooded tunnels where they discover Liam is infected. Anya and Mark reveal he was bitten three days prior. Taking the ferry would have required being checked for bites, so in reality this was always their intended route. Devil Horns interrupts the discussion, being chased and killed by giant spiders that made their territory underground. Mark grabs a pipe as a weapon and heads out in search of it. Although he is able to bash the spider, it is not as wounded as he believes and quickly it tears him apart sideways. It chases Jade, who lowers a shutter on it, finally killing it. She returns to Anya with a sick Liam, but she refuses to leave her son alone and Jade is forced to continue her journey alone. Jade gets out of the service tunnel in France, but finds Baxter waiting for her. He is shot and wounded while the surviving operators are detained by Brotherhood militants. Jade is mistaken for another Umbrella operator and knocked out. Ta-da! That is the plot of The Light. <laughs> Seems kind of dark to me, but The Light. <laughs> pretty, pretty dark, if you don't ask me. I'll wait till we get to discussions. After the mid-break? After the mid-break. Well, here we are. In the middle of the episode. Ariel. Y'all. I have a special request since Uh, I have a really bad cold. Could you be so kind as to tell us what we're supposed to do here? <laughs> no. You think I'm going to take sympathy for you because you're sick? But I'm sick. Boo-hoo. But I guess since it's for the patrons, I can do this. Ah, uh, uh, okay, good. So we're going to thank our patrons. Starting with our VIP patrons, we have... Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Banana the Bard, a.k.a. Banana Can Bard Walker. You said it so perfectly. <laughs> Love the name, by the way. <laughs> then we have Barry King, Chris Slate, Dead Dog 47, Glenn Meeks, Jay Zoobs, Jeremy Kelly, Lord Salazar, or as Aaron likes to say, Lord Salabar, Naked Mango, The Compound, The Seven Sins, and Will Jarrett. Then we have our all-access patron, Remington Cloutier. Then our official patron, patrons, Quattro Hawkes, Paul Murphy, Ryan Black, and some random guy. So thank you, patrons. We greatly appreciate it. We love you. (laughs) Y'all are awesome. And thank you, listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have a show where I get to be mean to Aaron all the time. We have tons of this. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoy all of the shows I get to be mean to you in. So nice. 
and we get to talk about awesome Resident Evil stuff. So, yes. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, listeners. Y'all are awesome. Well, with our patrons thanked, let's move on to what you bring, Daniel. So I brought something for fans if they ever want. This doesn't work in real life situations, everybody, but they do make a Resident Evil Stars Police, which is basically a police badge, but it's got stars on it for Resident Evil. So if you want to go around telling people that are not actual police officers that you're a Stars Police officer, you can. <laughs> you just can't legally use it. But they do make a keychain. The vendor is Dawn Stationery on Etsy. And it looks like they're normally seventeen oh one, but the price is currently ten seventy five for a keychain and eleven forty two for a necklace. <sighs> it is two dollars and eighty cents to ship, and it comes out of Friendswood, Texas, a place where you wouldn't think they would be all about zombies. Cause they're all friends, get it? <laughs> But, yes, if you want to act like a police officer but not be an actual police officer legally, then you can get these badges. Warning, do not try this at home. Yes. Well, no, try it at home. Just don't try it anywhere else. Warning, do not try this in public. Yes. Or maybe at a convention it'll work. But if you get these and you do display them, please show us. So we can then verify that you are not a real police officer. Wow. <laughs> All right, that is what I have. Oh, boy. <sighs> okay, Ariel. You're going to have to leave. You're going to have to follow up with Daniel on that one. You have to follow Daniel on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's usually what happens when somebody goes after somebody, they follow them. So, oh, my God. I anyway, read what's next? an article, <laughs> much like I always do. And this one comes from Games Hub, and the title is. Playing Resident Evil on an iPhone is very impressive, despite the quirks. Oh yes, you heard me right. No. Yes. Resident Evil Village, a big budget, visually impressive video game that launched in 2021 for high-end PCs and current-gen gaming consoles, cannot be played on an iPhone. You heard me right. An iPhone. The latest high-end iPhone 15 Pro, to be clear, along with the new iPad Air and iPad Pros, but still a phone. Having spent some time with the iOS version of Village, it's technically very impressive, very playable, and feels like the next big shift in raising the possibility space for mobile video games. That said, it might not be the best device to play an atmospheric horror game on, and there are certainly a few experiential quirks that come from the nature of device. My experience stems from a place where I have several dedicated gaming devices that can play Village. There are likely a lot of people out there who have iPhones and iPads but don't own a gaming PC or console that can run something like it. And why should they be denied a blockbuster games because of that? With Village on iOS and a handful of other games in the pipeline, they can now have a comparable experience. So... The rest of the article just basically goes into the experience of it on the iPhone. I just really wanted to bring this article because I definitely wanted to talk about how you can now get Village on your iPhone. It's now a mobile game. And 
then for anybody that has questions about it's a phone so I brought this article so you can continue reading the article and see the pros and cons of it so pro iPhone 15 pro yeah uh con everything else (laughs) pro would be that now you can get people who don't own normal consoles to play village con I don't see how well it would play on iPhone I also read in another article kind of going along the same thing the next one to come out for it is the RE4 remake I knew that was inevitable Honestly, it's cool. It's whatever. If that is your thing and you would like that, go for it. Try it out. See if you like it. I understand. Everybody needs a phone, so you're more willing to pay a higher price for a phone. You don't really have the budget to go out and buy a $500 game console plus an additional $60 game. I get it. So, hey, if you don't have a game console and you have an iPhone iPhone 15 Pro, Go for it. Try it out. I just... It's the fact that it's for the iPhone only right now. Because, you know, they have the Razer Pros and stuff that are out. And those are, like, built to game mobily. Well, you know... Well, because Capcom (laughs) partnered with iPhone. But you know, eventually, I'm sure, once the popularity of this comes out, Android, I'm sure, will get on board too. Oh, so Capcom will do it right the second time is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in other news, I too brought something. I hope so. (sighs) Do you have a problem losing your keys, Ariel? No, you do though. I do. Do you know what would make it so I never lost my keys? If I had a portable rocket launcher on my keys? A a what? (laughs) That's right. Right now on Etsy from the creator Stray HK, you can get a Resident Evil 4 remake rocket launcher keychain. I'm listening. <laughs> so it is $12.31. Uh, it is 33% off for the next 24 hours. And uh, normal price is $18.37. And it is a pretty sweet keychain. It is a identical remake of the RE4 remake rocket launcher. It is pretty cool. I'm looking at it right now. That is pretty sweet. I like the fact that they even added the shark nose detail on there. Yeah, that is pretty cool. (laughs) So yeah, if you want that for yourself, go ahead and check it out in the show notes, or you can go on Etsy and find the creator straight HK. So that is what I brought today. I think that's it for the mid-break, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Daniel over there rolling his dice. Mm. Michelle's dice. Oh, sorry. Michelle's dice. You know, and well, since it's Michelle's dice, if you ever need your own set of dice, Daniel, you can roll on over to FanRoll. You can use our promo code AlmightyC10 and save yourself 10% off a set of awesome awesome dice did you see what's coming from them in the next couple months I did see what's coming from them in the next couple months they have their holiday release 
Oh yeah. Yeah, they've got a bunch of cool like black light uh, dice trays and stuff like. That. Oh, I really want one. Mm-hmm. You got black light dice trays, black light dice, dragon scale dice coming out, dragon head dice, and then they have the Pathfinder goblin dice. Yes. And you know what, dear listeners, when that comes out, you can get that and save 10% off your purchase. They also have, you know, the different assortment of dices with wooden and resin and metal and gemstone and all the above. Whatever your little heart desires. They have it all. They got them Gucci dice. They really do, though. (laughs) And honestly, all of us here have a ridiculous amount of their dice actually and <laughs> they are wonderful dice so and not very expensive except in this you want to get the gemstone dice which come on now it's gemstone so it's going to be expensive but they're still even fairly priced there it's like 70 bucks for a set of gemstone dice yeah like it's awesome and you can save so there you go. And then while you're at it, you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming, use our promo code LOZLORE, save yourself 10% off of Switch accessories. So they have anything you could need for your Switch, controllers, docking stations, cables, cases, anything that you could think of that you need for your Switch, they have. And their brand new thing is the GameCube controllers for your Switch. Now they have a new color out, the pumpkin orange. Is a- mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you love GameCube controllers and want one for your Switch, there you go. And you can save yourself 10% off by using our promo code. And Aaron, you look exhausted. I am. You can zoom on over to Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy. <laughs> no, you're- I told you to stop because Mango's better at it. He is you. way better, and I'm sick. And use our promo code FUMBLING4. Now that's FUMBLING and the number four. And save yourself 10% off their energy drinks, which they have the tubs of like the powder. Mm-hmm. But one of those tubs has 30 servings, 30 drinks. That's 30. Mm-hmm. So you save yourself a pretty penny. I think the tubs are like 40 bucks. Save yourself 10%. That makes it 36 bucks. Well, even better than that, they calculated out to be a dollar per energy drink. With the promo code, it makes it 67 cents per energy drink. Yeah, you're not going to get anything cheaper than that. And they have a whole bunch of hilariously named energy drinks like Dub Sludge and (laughs) Galaxy Grenade. I love the names of their drinks. So you'll definitely find a flavor that'll suit you. So yeah, head on over there. Use our promo code, Fumbling4. That is Fumbling with the number four. And save 10% off their energy drink tubs, powder tubs, drinks. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, go do it now. Do it, do it now. And that is all I have for now. I guess that's it for our sponsors, yeah. Well, with that being said... Let's go to the end of the episode. Well, here we are at the end of the episode. That means we have to talk about BOWs? No, the discussion. 
BOW's coming at the end with the oh, yeah. episode. That's right. The discussion. <laughs> the part I don't want to do for this episode. <laughs> All right, Daniel. You start this one. Um, I do like that we were introduced to a couple BOWs in this. <laughs> the liquors in the channel. The channel. And the spider, though I wish it was looked more like U8 from Resident Evil 5. That would have been cool. I'm yeah. just saying channel, channel liquors. <laughs> Best thing to come out of this episode, channel liquors. <laughs> you saying these liquors like to lick the walls of the they're channel? They're channel liquors. That's all you need to know. They're channel liquors. Sounds that, an awful lot like something else that's just, graphically 18 plus. Just and all the names, Devil Horns. That was his name. Of course, he is a gang member. So Oof. I mean, that's his probably that's his real name. Channel liquor. Anyway, <laughs> no, I do like that the we had actual BOWs aside from like our dog slash Cerberus from episode one. We had more BOWs added. But that was nice. <sighs> but that was about the only thing nice about this episode. Because I felt like the entirety of the plot could have been done in 10 minutes. I really feel like the entirety of this episode was just a filler episode. And it could be. You have to have those to progress the story. You don't cases. have to have a filler episode. I've watched plenty of anime and skipped plenty of filler episodes. I know you don't need them. <laughs> we're not talking about Dragon Ball Z here, all right? Uh, we're talking about One Piece, and I know. <laughs> uh, okay. What I'm getting at in this is... This is where I feel like Netflix has started to fall off on this series. Because literally everything that was explained in this episode was drawn out, I felt. And it felt like they were trying to add drama to the series that was already fucking there. We already had the drama of, is she going to live in the past? And we also had the drama of, is she going to escape? in the now so we didn't need more added drama could have done it all in 10 minutes I feel like this episode was um a lot of it was like an info drop instead mm -hmm. of an action packed like how cause the whole thing with now we find out Evelyn is the daughter Of the dude in charge from the actual Raccoon City incident. Mm -hmm. And then it's the hint at Lisa Trevor. And it's the, it's just, I felt like it was an info drop episode. I mean, yeah, but how do you feel about, could that info have been dropped in 10 minutes and still had the same value? I mean, absolutely, but I was just saying that instead of it being an action-packed episode, I think they were trying to go more for the info drop episode. Because they did try and show you the 72-hour turn, uh -huh. even though he didn't fully turn yet. I mean, he was there, basically, because he was trying to bite Jade during their last... Oh, yeah. ...on his son, but... Yeah, you could. They, I think they were trying to explain that, and then I mean, I'm still wanting to know. I want an explanation about how all these creatures still, the non-zeros, 
have become bigger, like the spiders, the caterpillar. I want to know how how the virus affected them to actually make them grow like they did. Well, they said it in the first episode, but their explanation was just like anything else in the series. Uh, it mutated any living organism. Like it mutated anything living. That's that was their explanation. Just just simple to the point. It mutated them. Yeah, I feel like they should have explained. But what I personally take from it is that it affects different animals. You know, it affects animals differently is what I'm basically yeah. trying to say. So where humans, it's the zombies. Mm-hmm. But in certain an- other animals, it's like genetic mutations. They get larger and bigger, you know, whatever, it, whatever it is. I think they just didn't explain it. That's how I just take it. So the fun thing from this episode for me was the fact that it confirmed my theory, which was that there was the original Raccoon City incident, hence why we get new Raccoon City. And it also confirmed to me that everything in the events, what seemingly so far of that Raccoon City incident are canon to this series. So they didn't fuck with the past. They're just fucking with the now. I still want to know more about the past. Well, you already know it. You've played the games. No, no, no. We have like, a podcast on it. Like like <laughs> their past. Netflix's series past. I firmly believe it, as far as we are in the series right now, it's going to be the exact same. They're just taking... I feel like this series is the what if series of what if Umbrella didn't have its downfall after the Raccoon City incident. What if they didn't get caught? What if everything happened the way it was supposed to? I think I feel like that's what the series is gearing itself towards is the what ifs. Which is fine. If that's what it is. I guess we'll have to see when we get to episode eight. (laughs) So any other thoughts you guys want to talk about in this We once again get liquors. Channel liquors. <laughs> Lunkers? Lunkers? Is that what they're actually called? No. No, that's what I. Channel liquors. Oh, lunkers. wow. My brain, my sick brain did not catch that. Oh, lunkers. Get your T virus infection away from me. <laughs> Well, if there's nothing else that anybody wants to talk no. about, oh, Baxter, back. Oh my you god! You clearly, during the episode, thought he was going to be dead with the liquors, and I told you only because I felt like he was going to be a bigger bad guy. Still, I was like, watch, watch him still live somehow, and sure enough, by the end of the episode, he's still alive against all odds. He's the bad guy that you just can't get rid of at this point. Listen, I know his death's coming. There's no way he's the big bad guy. He's too much of a buffoon. Oh, I don't think he's the big bad guy, but I think they're I think they're going to take him as far as they can before they they finally off him. So the capture scene at the end. While we're talking about Baxter, when we talk about the capture scene at the end of this episode, the fuck <laughs> yeah like I mean how did they know the that resistance that showed up like how convenient was it for them to be there yeah 
Yeah, I felt like... They were alerted by plot armor? By plot armor. (laughs) It'd be one thing if, like, at the beginning of this episode, when they got to the channel, like, a smuggle team, and they were like, yeah, just so you know, we, uh... We've had ice, you know, we've we've seen some what looks like raiders on the route or something, you know, given some sort of subtle hint being like, oh, yeah, people have been scouting this area. But there was none of that. There was no like alluring to the potential of that. They just showed up. So definite plot armor here. Ting. <laughs> unless the only thing I think of is unless they trailed Umbrella. Because when Baxter showed up. I mean, unless they were trailing Umbrella, but I would think Umbrella, to me, in my head, the these resistance people came from, like, say, the opposite direction, and Umbrella came from that city or town where don't, this stuff went down. Don't give them the title of resistance, because they, they were just as mean to Jade as they were Baxter, so they don't get the title of resistance. I feel well, like they, they're, like, crazy-ass well, raiders. how do they know who she is? She's come out of this tunnel, and they're at odds, and if he's not identified as Umbrella... I mean, they had guns pointed at her. So, you know, assumption here from a normal person would be, oh, you're not together because they're trying to catch you. So if they were resistance, they would have been like, nah, fuck Umbrella. And they would have taken her in. If they were raiders, they wouldn't give a fuck about the situation. They go, mm, fresh meat and gear because they're weird. I don't know. I think there's <laughs> more to them. <laughs> they're psychopaths, that's for sure. This is a pull out. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else anybody else wants to talk about? No, I just wanted to bring up Baxter. Mm, yep. Hopefully he dies soon. I feel like they were setting up for unnecessary. Now, this is back in the then portion. I feel like they were setting unnecessary drama with Billy and Jade and Simon. Yeah. Like, I get it. I think they were trying to portray that these are normal teenage girls with normal teenage problems. But the show isn't about normal. Yeah, it's this is about Resident Evil. This is about this virus going on that Billy is infected with. I felt like it was unnecessary for normal teenage drama. Listen, keep your 9021 Dawson's Creek bullshit out of my goddamn Resident Evil drama. <laughs> I understand that things do happen and they're, you know, trying to portray it as they are just normal teenage girls. It's unnecessary, honestly. It's it's very unnecessary when you have bigger things going on in the background. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying for a slow burn buildup. Slow burns something, all right. I think this is why everybody started to like shit all over the Netflix series because I feel this is where we're going to keep going. These slow, drawn out bullshit added in that nobody cares about situations. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to defend this series anymore. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Every single anime alive always has these filler arcs. We just discussed earlier. <laughs> yeah, but they do that only after they've gotten the main point across, usually like in their first season. Uh, Bleach? Okay, first season of Bleach was not a filler arc. <laughs> Drag Ball Z? No, I meant... Not a filler arc. They didn't resolve the whole Aizen yeah. thing. No, no. 
You're like right. in the beginning. It's like, oh, let's have this big important story. Oh, hey, by the way, let's do some filler. Oh, yeah. oh let's go back to the Eisen. Oh, wait, no, but we got more fillers. We got more fill, but wait, there's more. Uh, I mean, yes, okay. I I see your argument, but what I'm saying is, is that they didn't do it until after the first season. This show is literally on its first season, and it's only its first season because it was canceled like a motherfucker. Unfortunately. But they're already trying to put filler bullshit in their first season. Like, nobody... A lot of series are doing that now, though. If you, like, just normal, like, series, not anime. Mm. A lot of different seasons are doing that now. Different things. Lots of filler. We'll cut it out. <laughs> we'll let them know you said that. And cut it we'll out. see if anything happens. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, I'm not I'm not arguing with Ariel. She's 100% right here. A lot of series are doing it. I still don't like it. Go back to the cold ways. Go back to the old ways. Oh. Well, anyway, with all that being said, I think this is the perfect time to end this episode. What do you guys think? I think so for now. Yes. Well, when we come back, the next episode we'll be discussing episode four of the series quattro but until then thank you all for listening tune in next week bye bye there thanks for joining us tonight on the resident evil lure cast we hope you enjoyed it if you did tell a friend leave a comment and review if you want to keep chatting with us about all things resident evil you can find us on the robots radio discord you can also chat with us at re lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.